Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, extremely hardworking, your question-loving <laughs> wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, honey. Hi, everybody. Happy 200th Woo-hoo! official Hyperion Adventures yeah. Podcast episode, sweetheart. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Thank you. And you too, sweetie. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a run over yeah. the uh, last three, almost nearly four years. we got a couple wow. more months till we reach four years. But, That's a crazy uh, thought. Yeah. yeah, this is the actual 200th official episode. We have had a few more that are kind of like bonus episodes mm-hmm. and like our D23 Expo episodes right. where we did like four in four days from being out there um but it, it what it really comes down to when we talk about official official episodes this is number 200 yeah that's exciting and we appreciate those of you who are participating with, by asking questions they were great questions uh, i don't think there was anything too personal that was my big concern <laughs> yeah no it wasn't anything <laughs> they were uh, actually i loved questions. all the questions i thought yeah, they were most, creative yeah they were really interesting questions and i think you're gonna like the uh, the, like the questions and hopefully like some of our answers to them. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully. Um, but I, I just want to reach out and tell everybody out there. It doesn't matter if you listen to us from the beginning, one of the two or three people that actually did, <laughs> or if you've just picked us up within the last week, um, we are very happy to have you along on this journey. We've been through so far through you know, now 200 yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. You've been so supportive of us and really encouraging us and we really appreciate it. Yeah, so very much. You don't even know um, how much we appreciate it. I mean, we just, you know, we like doing this every single week mostly because we just, it's just kind of a fun little hobby, a fun little get together, right. a little daytime date time, daytime date time uh, <laughs> for us on a Sunday where we like to record these things. But uh, the fact that you are willing to, you know, download these uh, every week or every other week or whenever you do it and listen to us and comment and yeah, give us input and give us reviews and everything is just, it blows us away. So thank you so much. Yeah, totally. I couldn't say it better, honey. Thank you. Thank you. So I did mention we record these things on Sunday and we are recording today's episode on Sunday, April 10th. 2022. Uh, happy National Siblings Day, yes, by the way. Uh, yes. Especially to your uh, sisters. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah. So um, hope you all are getting in touch with your siblings out there. I am an only child. I had some step siblings, right. but I'm an only child. So you, you just all have to be my siblings. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Everybody's adopting you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we'd love you to join in with our uh, subscriber group for our newsletter. Yes. <laughs> that was a long way of putting that. I but know. yes, <laughs> please sign <laughs> my, up for the newsletter. That's how my brain is working. Very long, long. My brain is never working, so that's good. <laughs> um, no, that's, uh, we really appreciate it if you sign up for the newsletter. It's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We're World. We get information about the show out to you a lot of times 
first. Uh, and sometimes we give some information out there, some links or whatever mm-hmm. that you are the only ones to receive. But again, it's just a, another fun way to be involved with the show. Another great way is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun at our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. It is an amazing group. We really appreciate those of you who have joined and want to invite others there. So whether you're listening to this podcast early on and you haven't joined in that group we'd love to invite you to to join in there uh or tell a friend yeah come on in just have some fun uh let us know what's going on in your adventurous life and uh, and share it with you and we all have a lot of fun there and a lot of our questions today came out of that hyperion adventurers facebook group so thanks you to everybody there uh for that also we are on youtube if you want to find us there just do a quick search for hyperion adventures podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com yeah we love to hear from you no matter what Yes, uh, through all those avenues that I just talked about, right. uh, we just love to hear from you in various different ways. Now, it's it's not free to, to do this <laughs> show, okay? Um, we do have some costs associated with it, and we appreciate it if you are feel like you get some value out of this show, want to support us, plus get a little swag out of mm-hmm. it. Um, there are a couple ways to do this. One easy way to do that is through our Spreadshirt shop where we have a bunch of different items in a, with a various different logos and colors sizes all sorts of different stuff if you want to find us there just do to go to spreadshirt.com and just do a search for hyperion adventures podcast and we'll come up and you can go through all those items also if you go to any of our social media channels find our link tree account there uh, there's a connection there to it as well yeah and it's not even though it's called spreadshirt shop it's not just shirts it's not just shirts mugs Glasses, masks, I know masks are sort of going away, but you never know. (laughs) All sorts of different items, no matter what you're into. Pajamas. We know you want to be wearing those Hyperion (laughs) Adventures podcast pajamas sometime, but maybe like the real men love frozen pajamas or whatever. Aprons or mugs. There's a tons of stuff. There's a lot of stuff there. And we get a portion of everything that is sold there. Also, you could join us by becoming a Patreon member. We have tiers starting as low as $2 uh, per month. And if you want to join us there, it's patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. And if you sign up there, um, all sorts of different things that are involved with that, depending on which tier you uh, decide on, including, of course, some more of that swag that mm-hmm. we like to give away. Right. And there's some other things. And there's some uh, e- episode part participations that you get invited to that no one else yeah, is that, invited to. Yeah, Michelle has some things that she's conjuring up that's going to be going <laughs> out to all those out there who have already signed up soon. And thank you for all those who have already signed up okay. and become Patreon members now. Now, before we get into this week's stuff, we kind of always like to look back at the week that was because, you know, even if you've had a little bit of a tough week, we always find that those, those little gems, those little bright spots, those little moments of positivity. And we know this show, we like to be all about positivity. And we feel like there is always something to look back on that is positive. It's kind of our favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle. One, because as you know, from listening to the show, hopefully for a while, she does the best (laughs) research. She definitely has the best list and you know she has the best tips, but she almost always also has the best my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, 
What is your favorite thing from this week? Uh, well, my favorite thing, it's actually not Disney related. Um, you know, our, our son Scott had his annual physical recently and there were some lab orders put in just to check and make sure he's doing okay. And typically the process of getting labs drawn from him is pretty traumatic t- to him and definitely for my heart <laughs> when I'm watching him go through that. And this time, I mean, he was impressive. He was such a trooper, put his arm out, didn't didn't even yell ouch or anything when the needle was put in. He stayed still for all the vials that they had to draw. And so it was just great to see him not have such a terrible time with it. And plus, you could tell he was proud of himself. And that was just so fun to see that he was, you know, really proud that he did a good job too. Yeah, and I couldn't be there because I was actually at the doctor at the same time (laughs) in a different room getting checked out and getting my own blood drawn just because it's just nothing specific, just, you know, having a physical exam, no big deal. But um, so it was even that much more impressive that uh, you didn't need me there for this to all be accomplished. But yeah, from what I understand, I didn't get to see it but you told me he did great sounds yeah. like he did great and he got rewarded with his favorite thing in the world a pepperoni pizza right. that night. <laughs> yes yes he, he certainly deserved it but yeah I mean from going from past years where we've had to really like help hold him still and you know not that it's like torture or tie him down or anything but just to make sure he doesn't move during it and this time he was totally independent so Yep. Big man, big was guy. Happy. Yeah, that's, great. that's it awesome. Really made me so, so for happy him. for him. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, for my favorite thing for this week, um, originally, well, I am going to say what I had originally because uh, you know baseball uh, started this mm-hmm. week. Opening day of baseball was Thursday, I believe, and uh, just happy to have baseball back. It was right. a little delayed by about a week uh, this year because of the labor dispute that they right. had going on. But I'm just glad to have it back and going on. Now, I just wish we could actually watch our local team here in San Diego. <laughs> uh, we have uh, a streaming service that we use to watch our television that unfortunately does not carry because they're in dispute with the channel that has the Padres on them. So we won't get to watch them here for right now. Hoping that gets corrected soon, but happy to see the Padres have started off their season and they've won the first couple, well, two of their first three games. And um, it's just glad that baseball's back uh, all shapes and forms. Yeah, yeah, totally happy But what what replaced that is my favorite thing from this week is something that I noticed today on social media. I guess there was a big uh, announcement for the celebration of a certain video game that we love. It's 20th anniversary this Mm -hmm. week. And they announced at that that there are two new games coming for Kingdom Hearts, (laughs) including Kingdom Hearts 4, continuing Sora's Donald Goofy's story. (laughs) I couldn't be more excited. We love that franchise of video games, and I can't wait for whatever it is, whether it's next year or the year after when Kingdom Kingdom Hearts comes out. Right, yeah. Now, it's it's such a great game, and you know, if you're, if you aren't, familiar with it if you're a Disney fan I mean you're you have these characters that are actually going into storylines that relate to Disney and it's fun whether you're going uh, to Monstropolis or uh, Arendelle I know you like seeing Mm -hmm. Frozen you know and it has storylines with the characters there too so they've gone into Halloween town (laughs) yeah oh yeah um, so Pirates it, of the Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, 
tough one to conquer, at least for me. Um, but anyways, it's just fun to have that storyline and the Disney characters. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool. It's so fun. I mean, it's a, it's a cross between Final Fantasy and Disney, and it's just it's a fun series. We've enjoyed them from the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, you know, a couple of years ago, three came out, and we couldn't have been more excited about that. Now, now with four on the horizon, um, it, it, just thrilled that they can yeah. continue the franchise right. on. So, uh, we did get a my favorite thing from one of our listeners this mm-hmm. week. This is from Scott in Minnesota, who hit us up in our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. He said, my favorite thing from this week is our spring break trip to Boston. That's close to your heart, Michelle. Right, yeah, Yeah, exactly. We walked the Freedom Trail, went out to the end of Cape Cod, up to Maine for lobster dinner, but the highlight was lunch at Cheers, although nobody (laughs) yelled our names as we entered, which was a little disappointing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no, that's a... Boston is fun, and that is a great place to go to uh, that that Cheers bar. I've been there. Yeah. Yep, Yeah. I've never been there, but I've been to Boston obviously uh, you spent some time in the Massachusetts mm-hmm. area growing up yep. uh, we have family that still lives in the Massachusetts area so we've been out there a couple times I've walked the Freedom Trail right. and checked it all out that's a long walk um, <laughs> but you do see some really interesting stuff when right. you do it and um, yeah we, we we obviously love Boston ourselves yeah so. I'm glad he got to enjoy it and uh, and uh, hope he had fun and safe travels yeah very cool very cool so so that's it let's move on to this week's stuff we have lots of stuff for you this week including we now know when a highly anticipated epcot attraction will be opening and there's more great news about it if you're a walt disney world annual pass holder a dvc <laughs> member or even possibly a D23 Gold member. We'll tell you all about that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the most magical place on Earth, there's a summer hotel deal that you might be interested in if you're also a fan of Disney's streaming service. And if you love the movie Encanto like we do, (laughs) and you have a trip planned to the Disneyland Resort, we have some good news for you as well. But enough about that. Let's get about us. Oh, Not that all our episodes aren't about us, but let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So yes, since this is our 200th official episode, we thought we'd do something a little special this week you know, this week. And yes, it's all about us, but it's also about <laughs> you and what you like to know about us. We've done this for a couple of years already. This is the third time we'll be doing this. Uh, it's our third annual Ask Us Anything show. You've said you've enjoyed that in the past. And so we've brought it back ever since because you have fun with it and we have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, lo- like I said, we love the questions, but this year's questions, I think uh, of all the years that we've done it have been the most creative and, and having us think about things. Um, so I, I, I loved them. Yeah. We've, uh, you had some really fascinating questions out there. I, I've loved every one of them. Um, can't wait to answer them. Most of them, almost all of them. <laughs> There's a couple I'm like, <laughs> but uh, I love most of them, but I, I'm just so glad again, we love interaction with this show and this has been uh, some fantastic interaction. Yeah. From you. So yeah. thank you so much. And thank you for thinking all these great questions. Right. Really, really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate people participating too. Yeah. It's been fun. So let's go ahead and get right to it. We're going to start with our great friend from the Conversation Star Wars podcast, a show you should be listening to, by the yeah. way. Charles hit us up with a really interesting question here. And he said, if you could fan cast a role using Disney, 
Disney characters for a non-Disney IP movie, either as a remake or a new project, what would it be? That's a fascinating question. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Charles. Uh, Michelle. Do you have one? I cheated a little bit on mine. <laughs> I think yours is probably... Do you want me to start first? or you Sure. Want to go? Okay. So, yes, I cheated a little on mine because, look... Hashtag save the Muppets. <laughs> I feel like you could remake virtually any movie with the Muppets and it's going to be awesome. I actually want to see Disney do a series based on where they just maybe do truncated versions of movies with where the Muppets just remake them. You know, I think right. that'd be a lot of fun. The yeah, Muppets do Casablanca or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it'd be hilarious. And, and, and tell me you wouldn't be watching that. I mean, it'd be so great. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of go along that same route. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and recast Almost Famous, Ooh. which is one of my favorite movies. Right. Uh, using the Muppets, I feel like Kermit would be great as the you know the young perspective wants to be a writer, oh, rock yeah. writer. Right. Uh, William Miller, right. uh, you know, he could have Miss Piggy as <laughs> the, of course, the Band Aid Penny Lane, right. you know, and then the band they could be following to play, you know, basically taking the Stillwater role. <laughs> uh, could be Doctor Teeth in the Electric right. Mayhem. <laughs> that would be great, uh, you know. Maybe you have, as Lester Bangs, you have like uh, Fozzie, you oh, know, sure. playing Lester Bangs. Um, you could have, um, oh, I, maybe, you know, there, there's the band manager for what, Stillwater or whatever. Right. Maybe that's Gonzo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, you could, a lot of Muppets, they usually put some sort of live action in there. You want someone as William Miller's mother. Could be someone live action. Right. Or you maybe something that you could just totally, you know, gender switch it a little bit and recast it as Sam the Eagle or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is all this, you know, it always seems like he's always the straight man. There's all this craziness right. going on around him. I could see him playing that role. But I think that would that would be a lot of fun. Oh and you my could, gosh, that's great. Yeah. You know, they go from city to city and all the craziness happens you can add in different muppets and different right. situations and maybe you have a lot of different sort of cameos from actual celebrities right. i think it would be a really really fun movie oh my god that's not cheating at all that's amazing i actually think that would be so fantastic yeah. and i'm sure we'll probably see it on disney plus next year yep. <laughs> we've but, seen our other ideas <laughs> make it to the screen <laughs> yeah, always have an attorney on retainer you know trying to figure those out right, but yeah. right. anyway so what's yours i want to hear yours because i know you've been really excited to talk about it well i, I mean it's funny because it, it's morphed i've had i had a whole other idea up until yesterday and then yesterday i thought no i think because this is one that i was toying with as well um but anyway so i'll just go on with it so i would say yeah a remake of lord of the rings fellowship of the rings with star wars <laughs> characters oh. Oh, wow <laughs> okay i can't wait to hear this <laughs> so so um you know for playing frodo the part of frodo i would put mando um because we know he knows how to go on a quest and how to you know deliver something precious so you know that's a given um for gandalf we figured obi-wan well hello there <laughs> um you know he you know he has powers and he also has a little mischievous or fun side so he could fit into that as well um uh playing the role of aragon uh qui-gon jinn i mean he's wise He's got the hair and definitely the good looks. So, okay. you know, kind of fits that. Uh, Sam Wise, who's going to accompany Mando, could be played by BBA. You know, he does his best to keep everybody on track, you know. 
<laughs> but BB-8 has no interest in second breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, for Gollum, this one was a little harder to cast. And um, the one that I went with would probably be a challenge, you know, for the producers. But I thought, Jabba the Hutt. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't be able to be as li- as nimble. Yeah. I don't think he's very he's sneaky behind them. He's following us. I can barely see him back there or whatever. I just thought, though, he has that eeriness. I think it'd be kind of a, a hoot trying to make it with him. Um, for Legolas, this one I would do a switch up of. Um, I would have Ahsoka. Uh, why not? She's loyal and great in battle, right? That's yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, for Anwen, the love interest for uh, Aragon, um, I think we could cast that with uh, Jen Erso. Hmm. Uh, you know, she's similarly strong, independent, but has a heart, hmm. you know. Um, so, and then lastly, because I know I could go on and on, but for uh, Pippin Took and Mary, what is it, Brady, Brady Buck, Brady Buck, something like yeah. Brandy Buck. Um, th- for that, for those roles, I would put Lando and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <You know>? Jar Jar. <laughs> Figuring both of those I characters. I haven't had enough Jar Jar. I know. I mean, come on. They, they, you know, they're, they're both characters that are so funny and could get into a lot of trouble and a little bit of slapstick there, too. So, you know, why not? That's creative. I like it, honey. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I don't know. I really liked your, your idea with the Muppets and uh, Almost Famous. The only thing I have a little problem with is the job. I, I, <laughs> that's not going to work. Somehow that role, that's not going to work. I, I know. Um, I'm trying to remember now who was the other other I well I think I put Kylo Ren at first as a potential um like I said that one was a little tougher to uh to cast maybe like as um maybe Salacious Crumb the Kavokian uh monkey lizard might do good as um yeah I mean size wise and everything like that it's just trying to look at personality but I I agree that would be a better probably choice and just I, I like the idea of Jabba being <laughs> I just don't see him climbing all these mountains and sneaking around I just Jabba's gonna be like done I'm gonna send somebody else to do that for me I'm not doing this possibly yeah, yeah so anyway anyway but I love it other than that I think it's great yeah I and I it. love that question you got a lot so. of my favorite characters in there so that's great yeah yeah so do you want me to go next with one or? yeah why don't you go ahead and give us uh, one or two next questions all right so um let's talk about Sue, uh, she's from our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group, uh, and she seems like such a sweetheart. I'm hoping to someday have a meetup with her for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, she put happy 200th show, guys. Loving the podcast as always. Thank you. Um, and she also thanked us for her birthday wishes uh, in our last show. Uh, her question is, of the Disney parks that you have visited, what is your favorite attraction or ride and your favorite festival and why? Hmm. You want to start? Um, sure. So, uh, you know, I did a favorite attraction, uh, although Rise of the Resistance obviously is the most impressive and immersive feeling. Um, I, I would pick Web Slinger's Ride. Really? You know, because there you, you actually are involved. It's just because you could beat me all the time <laughs> Well, that that's one. a perk. <laughs> but, you know, you're really involved in it. You know, it, it's you're not just a, an observer sure. of it. You're a participant of it. You know, and it's such a rush and it's just like... You know, and, and in terms of favorite festivals, uh, the the Festival of the Arts, I mm-hmm. think, is just always one that um, we felt was kind of like the unsung hero, though I think it's getting a lot more more love over the last year or two. Yeah, it's not it's not as underrated as it used to be. People have kind of figured it out mm-hmm. and now know that it's one of the best festivals. I mean, you know, there's only 
what four of them but right. I mean, it's, right. it's, yeah. it's, it ranks up there with all of them and yeah. before it kind of would go by the wayside of like food and wine would go and then you know people would wait till flower and garden right, and they'd right. skip over festival of the holidays and uh, and uh you know the festival of the arts right. but uh, i think people have realized now it's it's really good and we yeah, got to get out yeah, to it they, for sure yeah, definitely for so. sure so what about you well rise i mean if i'm going to talk about modern current um attractions mm-hmm. there's nothing like rise of the resistance it's my favorite i enjoy it every single time i've gone on it it just it, it's a wow right every time for me i love it so very much uh classic it's haunted mansion mm-hmm. um i love the haunted mansion so much um i also love radiator springs racers mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of my uh, yeah. favorites as well i just so many uh, attractions that i love mm-hmm. at disney as far as festivals um i like the flower and garden i think the most i, I agree with you on mm-hmm. festival of the arts um it's pretty close to that mm-hmm. But I do love, I love the topiaries. I love the, how they, you know, they, sure. they, it just, the, the place is vibrant um, when the fest, uh, when the flower and garden festival is going sure. on. And, um, you know, usually, especially if you hit it early in the year, when it's first starting off, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you get that nice temperatures. It's not right. too chilly. It's not too warm yet. Right. Um, it usually is kind of that pleasant time to be strolling around right. and checking yeah. everything out and just sampling some of the wonderful food and beverages right, while you're right. out there. So. It's kind of like why I like the Festival of the Arts. Yeah, too, I get that too. So. I get that too. Yeah, that's a, I agree with you on that. that that's a good reason why... Um, we like it so much is because it, it's pleasant to, right. to be out there walking around because it's just that time of year when it's a, it's a little more temperate out there right. in Florida. So, exactly. So, All right. Very good. Why don't so. you go ahead and give us another question? All right. So uh, also from our Facebook group, Donna, who uh, wrote in, she said, first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much, Donna. Really appreciate that. And her question is, I know you don't have a crystal ball. But if you had to guess, how long do you think it will take Epcot to finish all the current work in their future world? And what do you think will get left out from their initial announcement? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball, right. Donna. Um, I wish I did. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of stuff up in the air with it. I mean, at least, you know, we know that, uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Co- Galaxy Cosmic mm-hmm. Rewind is uh, getting set to reopen. I have some information about that coming up here in our Disney Stories of the mm-hmm. Week as well. So that's good. Um, but there's a lot of stuff still way up in the air. Um, and, you know, a lot of that is we have some actual um, personal relevant knowledge of stuff going on as far as trying to get things secured for supply chain right, issues. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's everywhere right now trying to, you know, you, you can't know for sure when you're going to get certain things in to be built. You can't even get necessarily workers to right, build things right. right now. So yeah. everything is way up in the air as they try and figure all this stuff out. So I, I just, it's, it really, I wish we could say, um, but I just don't think we really know. Right. I mean, I, obviously it's unique times because typically, you know, Disney can have an announcement and have a a deadline that they've imposed on getting something done. And, you know, the times have changed to where that wasn't really uh, possible right now. And like what Tom's saying, some of the issues, I, I don't know if they, if I really believe that they're going to leave things out. I just think they are probably going to postpone things. Um, you know, like we've heard even in the other area of uh, World Showcase where like the Mary Poppins area is going to be postponed and that, you know, they might try to, um, you know, have some things added on to, you know, rejuvenate interest as things can become open. Um, 
and so, but maybe string that along to hope, you know, maybe consider like another anniversary, like in five years or something, have pretty much all of it done. Right. It's, it's, like I said, it's just so much up in the air right now. You know, you, you look at the cost of things right now, even just the cost of fuel, everything is going up. It's more expensive. Um, to get anything done and then you can't get even if you have the money to get stuff done you can't get the stuff in necessarily exactly, yeah, to do so. it so who knows um i think the one thing that may not make it i'm still hoping it does but is the the celebration pavilion that they had announced at mm-hmm. the uh, d23 expo 2019 right. that was going to have like the beer garden and yeah. the viewing station and everything oh, i totally think that's going to happen i'm not sure i i believe that they're going to have a garden type area festival kind of area over in that space for mm-hmm. sure but i just don't know if they'll be able to build it up to what they originally intended mm-hmm. it to be but we'll see yeah hopefully no, I think so that, i would actually think that would have a priority for them well i hope so I hope so. Um, but we'll you know, it's all a wait and see process. Yeah. So I, I really, I, ho- I wish we could give you a better answer on that, Donna, but we just, I mean, we're not in the know with Disney. It's all just, you know, just kind of guessing on our right. part. So uh, just but, hoping but that interesting question. Yeah. And we're hoping that we, I mean, we like that they're getting stuff gradually done. Right. It's, it seems like it's taken forever and it's going to take a little bit longer, but at least they're starting to get stuff done. So exactly. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think you have the next question. My next question. So this one comes from Natalie, who hit us up on Twitter. You can find her at underscore N Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E. And she said, keeping it Run Disney related. I love Run Disney Mm -hmm. questions. She said, what is your dream race weekend theme? Michelle, do you have an idea for that one? I do. Um, You know, I... I've loved the the Star Wars themes, um, but if I think it would also be fun for a new theme to really kind of uh, evolve around Encanto. You know, I just think there's some really unique characters that you know you could do cosplay with, and you know, it's it's a lively theme, and so I think that would be kind of fun. What that about would be yourself? A lot of fun. Well, first off, I want to say the first thing I want is for them to get the races back to Disneyland yeah. itself. <laughs> right. Um, I, I that is something that is. I've been desperate to have happen soon. The con- mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there, you know, there's construction in Toontown now. There's some construction in downtown Disney, but I still think they could work around it mm-hmm. and get the races back, figure it all out. Um, I, I'd love to see that happen. And if that happens, then you can get, you know, back to the uh, the Avengers themes. Right. Because unfortunately, you can't do that in Florida because they have some uh, issues with some contracts right. with Universal out mm-hmm. there. So they can't do that. I mean, they could do something Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. But they couldn't do it a full Avengers theme. I agree with you. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Love the Star Wars races. Love to see them back. But if there's something brand new that maybe we haven't seen yet, or maybe they did it. I maybe they did it early on before we were doing run Disney races. Mm-hmm. But but I think it would be a fantastic theme to, to do. It would be Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun to right. get people decked out in pirate gear sure. running along. You can get the characters in their pirate, you know, a lot of the Stuff they wear like on Disney Cruise Lines right. for Pirate Night on the course doing Pirates. You can even get like if you run through Galaxy's Edge, you can get Hondo out there. Right. He's a pirate. Yeah. Or, you know, he's he's a legitimate businessman <laughs> is what he would tell you, but he's a pirate. Uh, I just think of uh, the pirate theme would be a that lot of fun. That would be a blast. Yeah, that's a great one. So She has some more questions here. She says, okay. what's your favorite race you've done and what made it so memorable and magical for you? Uh, Michelle, uh, do you have an answer for that one? I do. I, I would say our very first one, you know, uh, I mean, you can try to research and feel like, okay, I, I kind of get an idea of what to expect, but it, until you get there and really get to feel the energy 
around you with all the other participants and everything. There's there's nothing like it. Um, I think also we had pixie dust who that started us out when we arrived there at the wrong time. Yeah, but we had all my fault, by the way. <laughs> but we had a fabulous cast member who you know saw us and realized this and 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 hooked us up with a ride to the to the front of the, to the front line or the starting line. Um, you know, and then getting to run through both parks, you know, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Park, that that is truly magical. Um, it's in Disney California Adventure Park. They have uh, fun messages on the cinema billboard area that, you know, it's just kind of makes it unique to that moment that you're in a run Disney event. Um, the theme music is playing all around you that you can really hear. Um, and then the other thing that just personally made it magical for me is, and this was happened just by chance. It was before I realized to actually set up a playlist to, you know, to have a purpose as you're running. Um, but I was getting close to the finish line and, um, you know, the, the song from Hercules, Go the distance, you know, which had perfect um, lyrics to, you know, what what I was experiencing at that time, just made it, you know, unbelievably perfection. So, um, anyways, that that was mine. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Our very first run Disney race was very memorable because you have more memories than you would normally make in that because if you, you know, and what Michelle is alluding to, and if you haven't heard us tell the story before, we almost didn't make that race <laughs> because I misinterpreted uh, what time the race began. It was, again, it was our first ever run Disney race. Um, we'd run some 5Ks before, and I know what time those right. normally start. It couldn't possibly be five <laughs> in the morning, could it? It's got to be six in the morning, right? Right. And and the, it's not like at Walt Disney World where you're taking a bus right. to get to, I mean, I guess if you're staying some of the off-site locations, um, some of them did arrange to have a bus, but for the most part, people are arriving there as they would to the park. So we basically got there, got near the race and noticed they were already starting the race. <laughs> so we started our run early. Right. And luckily we had someone also come up, one of the volunteers there, whatever came up to us with the cart and kind of rushed us to the yeah. bag. We were in the very last corral. Right. We ran the race and it all was fine, but that made it extra yeah. memorable, you know, on top of already being, you know, memorable for before being our first race. But I also want to talk about our first and our only, actually, we've only won, run one half marathon with mm -hmm. Disney. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, that was really special. It was Star yeah. Wars. So we love that. We love the theme. But also just, you know, actually finishing our first right. half marathon. Um, when I got to the finish line, I was interviewed immediately afterwards yes. for one of the run Disney promos that, so that cool. they've run. That right. was kind of cool too. So that was special as well. And I'm especially proud of Michelle because I had run some more longer. She had never even run a 10 K before that. Right. She jumped up from doing five Ks all the way to a half marathon for that weekend. So especially big deal for Michelle. Yeah. To make Cause it that through was that like four months of training. And yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, honey. But yeah, it, that was really special. And you know, such a sense of accomplishment, mm -hmm. you know, so, so for sure. Yeah, for sure. So uh, a couple, I have a couple more from Natalie. Nice. Uh, she said also, which do you like better Disneyland or Walt Disney world? Fantasmic. She says, I think there's a right answer here. <laughs> Michelle, which one do you prefer? I do think she's correct that there is a right answer. I, well, let's just say um, Fantasmic at Disneyland was updated. And when you're experiencing that, you're very close to the show. You're, 
the because of where the location is, you are you can you're very very close to the all the action. So I think the the feelings that you get there are pretty interesting. Yes, Disneyland, Disneyland, Disneyland <laughs> all day long is the best form of phantasmic, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, other than that, the fact that you have to actually sit on the ground, uh, that is the only you know the, the the sight lines aren't the necessarily the best, but it is right. the best version of phantasmic right. for sure. Yeah. In my opinion, right. in my opinion, in your opinion, yeah, yeah. You know, if you like Walt well, Disney World's better, great. Yeah, I mean, they're both wonderful. So yeah. it's just you know some little things of preference that some people might have. For sure, for sure. Uh, one more. She she after this she went and hit us up on our Facebook our <laughs> Higher Period Adventure Facebook group. She says, "Oh, I have another one outside of what I tweeted. <laughs> what rides have you had an in-show exit on, and which of those were your favorite?" I've been racking my brain over this question. You know what? I may be a unicorn. I don't think I've ever been walked right. off a Disney attraction, unless it was something that I was young and I just don't remember it. Right. I, I was trying to figure one out and I just, I don't recall one. Yeah, um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And, um, you know, kind of similarly, I mean, as long as I've been going to the parks and as many attractions, um, I've only had one actually. And I was, same thing. I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, was there other ones that, you know, maybe you and I were involved in, you know, and, and I know that there's been times that there have been some glitches that have like either stopped rides for time and thinking, okay, any minute now, it's been a long time. So any minute now they're going to walk us off, but they didn't. The only time it ever happened to me, um, I was actually with Scott is on a Winnie the Pooh ride at Walt Disney World. And that one, we did have to get walked out and, you know, it was kind of actually a fun, cool experience. I thought it was going to, um, be just, you know, a, a little upsetting for him, but it wasn't. And, uh, interestingly at the time when they, the way they were doing it car by car, um, at first they didn't turn all the lights on. They did put more lights, but not all the lights, but it was ample lighting. So, um, so you didn't totally lose all the, you know, kind of the magic of the attraction. Interesting stuff. I've always felt like that. I've kind of missed out on when people say, Oh, I got walked off of this attraction. I got walked Mm -hmm. off that attraction. I'm like, it just, it's just rare. And I don't know why we just, it just never, that I can recall right. has never happened to I me. Guess it's, a good it's, sign. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, we've had some funky stuff happen. Like, uh, you know, that with the Matterhorn just a few months ago where we right. kind of got in our car, we finished the Matterhorn and we were getting ready. To, we thought to debark and disembark. And then they just like, well, it's getting a little jammed up. So they just slid our whole car to the side <laughs> right. and let some others go by us. And then they let us go again. They right. slid us back in and let us go again. That was a little weird, you know, and different. Different, but, but yeah, but uh, in a fun way. Yeah. So, uh, what do you have next? So Adam, uh, from the mouse and more podcast, and you can find him on Twitter at the mouse and more. Uh, he asked, uh, kind of a, what, it, uh, would you rather a seven nights at the grand Californian with tickets or a seven night cruise out of Cape Canaveral on an itinerary you've already done? Um, do you want to go first? No, you go first. Go? Okay. So I was thinking about that. It was a great question and I had to really ponder about it. Uh, what I concluded is I think I would say a seven night cruise, um, mainly because there's more things to do during that week. Even if you've been on a former cruise, um, there's still fun things to do, you know, some activities that change. Obviously, if you're doing different, you know, trivia challenges or other, you know, kind of things, you know, and, and we, and we know you can see the shows over and over. So that seems like it would just fill the time more, uh, with interesting things. Um, now my answer would have changed if I was talking about a three or four night cruise, if I was 
if we're comparing a three or four night cruise, uh, I would pick the Grand Californian because I just think, you know, yes, it's a, it's a wonderful place. There's a lot to do in the parks. Um, it's not as immersive as, as you are at Walt Disney World. So you're kind of in the city as well. But that's how I would answer. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's a really tough question. Um, I, I think the one thing, if this was Walt, if we were talking about something at Walt Disney World or if it's the Grand Floridian right, right. or something, I think that would probably be my answer. Uh, and I love the Grand Californian. Um, I just don't know, like, I don't know. We've been to Disneyland so much. And Disneyland, within like two, three, four days tops, I think you've pretty much done everything there. It doesn't mean you can't have some good times right. just sitting and, by and the pool, things. Yeah. relaxing, yeah, like enjoying that. other things. But we go on cruises all the time <laughs> to ports we've been to many, many times. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even get off the ship because that's how much we I, And I guess it would matter what cabin you're in right. too on a Disney yeah. cruise. Like if you're on an inside cabin, that's different you right. know, than being, you know, or in a suite in the Grand Californian right, sure. or something, you yeah. know? Um, so, it, it, that, you know, but all things being equal, I think I would pick the cruise as well, just because there's right. all sorts of fun stuff to do on the ship, right. enjoy the ship itself, enjoy the food. Um, I, I think that I would lean towards that. Personally. Yes. I mean, I think if somebody has never been to Disneyland, coming to the Grand Californian, um, is pretty special. And, you know, if you, especially if you have a vehicle that you could go around and, and check out other sites, you know, like of Hollywood or, you know, Southern Cal sites. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, just seven days at the Grand Californian with a couple days at Disneyland might not consume as much time right if you're just talking about a trade for monetary value alone of the grand california because yes. seven days of the grand california with tickets right. it's going to cost you a lot more than your average seven day cruise True. i'll tell you that right exactly. now even as much as a disney cruise is going to cost right so, um but great question yeah great question uh i'll go here for the okay. next one uh this one is from scott who hit us up on our hyperion adventurers facebook group and he said first of all congrats on 200 episodes thank, thank you scott you. appreciate it uh, to borrow a phrase, quote, what a long, strange tip it, trip it's been, end quote. <laughs> Thank you for a little Grateful Dead there. Appreciate that. <laughs> so my question is a two-parter. Oh, boy. <laughs> exactly. How much do you guys spend on Disney-related expenses <laughs> annually? And it's that time of year to reevaluate our expenses. So what would you advise is an acceptable percentage of disposable income to allocate to Disney? Asking for a friend, I'll hang up and listen to your response. <laughs> Well, Scott, first of all, rude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, this is really tough to, to talk about. Um, you know, one thing about what we do, and we are very boring people yeah. outside of going to Disney. <laughs> like, we actually allocate a fair amount of our excess money mm -hmm. to Disney. Right. I'm not going to tell you the exact amount. I don't even know the exact amount that we spend on Disney. But... Here's the thing is that one, Michelle, we, you know how I mentioned how hard she works and how great she is and everything. She works really, really hard and it's paid off in that we can get a, an excess amount of money to be able to pay for other things because of the fact that she works so darn hard and she's so darn amazing. Now, um, what you spend on it is going to could be totally different than what we spend on it. We don't go out to eat a lot. Right. Like hardly at all. 
Like we are the worst person, people you're in the world, chef. to speak of when you're asking, you know, rec- restaurant recommendations right. in San Diego because we don't do a lot of restaurants. Right. We occasionally, but it's fairly rare. We eat in a lot. We don't go out a lot. We just don't do a lot. We save it all up for our vacations. Right. We we at home we kind of just peel back, relax, stay at home. We're homebodies for the most of the part. And then when we go on vacation, we just have a, we take that what we've saved from not right. going out and have a great time. Yeah. Like my brother-in-law, Tom told me once uh, a long time ago, he says, you can live like a pauper and vacation like a king. Yeah. And so, so. we kind of go with that. So we do have, you know, just to kind of go give you an idea of what we have, we do have an annual pass for Walt Disney World. We use, we're DVC members. Mm-hmm which we have home resorts at the Riviera and at the Polynesian. We've paid those off. You know, we've, we had the, we have the, um, what used to be called the gold pass is now I believe the sorcerer's pass, which is DVC members, kind of the Florida residence price. So it's a little less expensive than your average Mm -hmm. annual pass. Um, For Disneyland, we have an annual pass as well, but we don't have the most expensive annual pass. We have the enchant key, which is a little bit down there. We get some blackout dates. So we're not spending quite as much on that. Um, We did a Disney cruise recently. It was, you know, during Christmas time. Normally that's a super expensive Disney cruise. Uh, we got a 40% discount because of another Disney cruise right. we did that just happened to happen right in the middle when the pandemic right. broke out. So it wasn't as bad a price for a Disney cruise as you would think. Basically, is that, yes, we do spend a lot of money on Disney, but we look we still look for discounts where we can. We don't, like when we go and stay at Walt Disney World, we don't eat at every single spot. Like we don't eat breakfast, right. lunch, and dinner in the parks. Right. We usually will eat lunch in the parks. We're usually staying in a DVC space. Right. So we'll have breakfast there. And a lot of times we'll have dinner there right. as well, unless we're doing something special like Topolino's or right. something. Yeah. So. I mean, um, we also, so in in terms of our passes, like Tom said, we, we do have those annual passes and, and we typically get those every year. Um, the, the cruises, we don't always do a Disney cruise. So sometimes we'll do a Disney cruise and then like another year or two later, uh, we're doing another cruise line that is not, not as, as expensive or as elaborate as, as a Disney cruise. And that's just, you know, kind of how we spend some of our vacation time. Um, or, or some of them, like we, like Tom said, with our DVC pass, uh, DVC ownership that we go to the resorts that way. So, um, but it's funny because it's hard to get DVC rooms at Disneyland if you're not already with, uh, you know, the, the, your hotels, your home hotels as either the Grand Californian or uh, the Disneyland, excuse me, or the, that's the only one. Yeah. The only Grand Californian right, right yeah. now, the Disneyland yeah. hotel has one coming. Right. Yeah. Yet. So um, a lot of times we'll stay at an offsite hotel yeah. it's, you know things like that if we do spend the but, night right we're, yeah. we're within driving distance so a lot of times we just drive up and drive back yeah yeah um and we do spend from time to time money on some uh artwork or whatever but so we do like some art pieces the majority of our artwork is disney but not all of it and it's a lot of it, <laughs> lot of it. stuff we haven't even been able to put up on the walls yet you know, um, but we like Byland, you know, I mean, there's different things too. So, um, but I, yeah, I think Tom really, really got the essence of it when, how he explains, I mean, we rarely, very rarely, very, very, very rarely go out to dinner, um, unless we're going with friends or something like that. Tom's an amazing chef 
And um, so then one, it's lucky for me because it's wonderful food. It's restaurant quality food, but we also know what it is, you know, it's source, et cetera. So there's a lot of good things about that. Um, so I, I think the bottom line in terms of how, how much is an expect, uh, acceptable percentage of disposable income, it would just maybe say whatever your current disposable income is for, you know, just having great experiences um, with people or your family, kind of say maybe a portion of that could involve Disney. Yeah. It's going to be an individual response for everybody and how much they want to do, you know? I mean, I thought it was a fun question though. Yeah, it is a good question. Uh, A lot of people, you know, like they like to buy uh, coffee every day, you know, Mm -hmm. from a shop, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give a name of a shop, but you know what we're talking about here. And you go out and you get that every day that adds up, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. We don't do that. Right. You know, things like that. We just, we just don't, we don't spend a lot of money outside of, we live in a, a, a condo when we could probably afford a bigger house, even right. in California. Yeah. Um, but we've decided to keep it here for now. And, you know, that's just kind of the, that's been allowed us to have a little right. bit more money to go when we yeah. could have been putting that more into a mortgage. Essentially, right. So now another thing that we'll admit to is, um, you know, well, one with reservation system, you can't just like spur the moment like we used to be able to do spur of the moment, go up to a park. But with gas prices, we are now considering <laughs> times that we go because it is, you know, it, it is about an hour and a half drive each way for us to go to Disneyland. So, um, and we don't get parking with our annual pass at Disneyland. So we do factor in that, you know, a trip to Disneyland is going to have a, an initial cost without going into the park of, you know, of, of about 40 to $50. Right. So we, we have kind of rethought the frequency of our trips there too. Yeah. So basically what's right for you is not necessarily right for us. It's not right for the next person around you. It's just, you know, you figure it out based right. on what, how much do you want to do other things besides Disney? We decided we just pretty much want to mostly do Disney. Right. And so that's where we spend most of our money on. We also, oh, by the way, we have the, um, the Disney Rewards Visa, yeah. which is another thing. If you like to do Disney a lot and you spend money on Disney a lot, you can get those rewards from that. And that, I mean, that paid for our entire Remy dinner right. on the Disney uh, fantasy not right. that long right. ago. So, I mean, yeah, but there are other things that do interest us. We do have annual passes to the theater yes. here in San Diego theater. So, um, you know, and we love movies yeah, although yeah. we don't go to the movies as much no. as we used to. <laughs> we're, doing, we're spending more money on streaming services yes. than movies. <laughs> so. But anyways, so thank you. Thanks yes. for that question. Though. Thanks for the question. I appreciate it, Scott. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go to the next question for you? All right. Um, Marissa, uh, who can be found on Twitter at ThinkMickeyBlog, she says, what would your perfect day at the parks look like? Do you want to start that one? Whew, that's a really tough one. Um I think not for me. Uh, that's good. Um, I personally, I don't need much. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm at the point where I, I like to go on a couple key attractions early in the day, mm-hmm. and then I like to kind of peel back and eat and drink and people watch and check out some of the Disney magic that's around. Maybe go catch a you know, a nighttime spectacular somewhere from a, a prime spot at the end of the night and then, you know, have a good evening. I, I'm very simple. I don't, I don't ask for a lot when I go to Disney. I just right. go out there and, and take what comes with the day. What about you? Oh yeah. I mean, 
same for me in terms of, you know, really what makes a wonderful day. If I were to choreograph a, a really magnificent sounding day, um, I would start, I would go to Disneyland uh, and I would want to take a tour, not the VIP tour, but, you know, one where you actually get to hear, see and experience. Something some like of the, walking walks, yeah, steps or something. Right. And then you can see some of the behind the scenes things and history of the park. Um, and then, and that would take most of the day. Uh, for dinner, I'd like to have that at Blue Bayou at a table next to the water where you're seeing the attraction from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, uh, and then to add in VIP seating for Main Street Electrical Parade, which is coming back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then end the day with fireworks from Batu. Uh, I know they're, they're actually being shot off by the castle, but watching them over Batu as they, you know, um, light up the sky over the Millennium Falcon. Very nice. That's a much better answer than mine. <laughs> No. Eh, whatever. I just go with the flow. It's all good. I don't know. You're a perfect idiot. I don't know. You're at a great answer. Good job. Oh, thank you. All right. Is it your turn or my turn? I guess I'll go again. Okay. Uh, this is from Ryan, who, by the way, is our winner of our Hyperion Adventures podcast, Disney Songs Madness yeah. Tournament Bracket <laughs> Challenge. Uh, he hit us up on Twitter. You can find him at W underscore Ryan Alexander. And he said, he has two questions for us. One, top five must-do attractions at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Park. Michelle, do you have a couple of them or a whole five for I them? I do or have six a Six or seven. Uh, I, I was podcast? good. I kept it to five um, at Disneyland and California Adventure Park. Um, this might be in order, but maybe not. Uh, Matterhorn for sure, because mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's one of the original from Disneyland that are not original uh, opening day, but, you know, uh, it's a classic, classic. Yes. Thank you. Um, as I mentioned, Web Slingers is just uh, so much fun. Uh, and, and you talked about this one, Radiator Springs Racers. Um, and then the fourth one would be Haunted mansion holiday version which has the nightmare before christmas uh theming to it mm -hmm. and then uh similarly the uh, og small world that walt actually wrote on uh but at christmas time where they have the additions <laughs> of uh christmas themes kind of intermingling with the small world song good that's a good list thank good you list. what about I, you I, I agree with most of those i think the main thing you want to do because uh ryan i believe you are you've gone to walt disney world more and maybe you haven't been to disneyland much so try and do the things that you can't find at walt disney world so much and um, many of those were on your list even mm -hmm. if they are uh versions of it at, at uh, walt disney world they're different at disneyland i would throw pirates of the caribbean in that it's mm -hmm. a better version at disneyland right. in my opinion yes um so definitely check that out um enjoy if you're if you're a marvel fan at all uh, enjoy Avengers Campus right. because just for the character interactions alone, it's 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 the best. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, you can say what you want about what you think about the attractions or whatever, but there's you know, a square foot by square foot, the amount of characters you can run into right. there and interact with in some way, shape, or form. Um, it's it's I haven't seen anything better, and how they consistent consistently are changing them all right. the time. It's uh, so really cool. Um, Cars Land, take on in all of Cars Land, all the Attractions right. at Cars Land are interesting. I know that, you know, the, um, the Mater um, 
junkyard jamboree right. is kind of similar to alien saucer swirl or spin right. or whatever but it is. Definitely better. A little but bit it's, more it's a better pizzazz, version. A little more swing to it. <laughs> but the the entire just that whole land there is just mm-hmm. so great and immersive and wonderful. So definitely do that as well. So uh, Yeah, I, and um Space Mountain Star Wars theme. Yeah, uh, they're about to open up uh, Hyperspace, Hyperspace Mountain, Mountain again. Yes. Yeah, um, pretty soon. So if that's still open while you're there, check that out if you like Space Mountain. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's you know, just like I said, um, take in the differences and enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's it's more compact. You can do a lot more in a day. Right. Um, but it's... Um, it's a lot of fun. You're gonna you're gonna have a good time. I know Ryan is. He sent us an email saying he's going soon. So nice. Yeah, he's gonna, he's That's gonna cool. Enjoy that, so happy for him. Uh, the second part of his question was San Diego restaurant recommendations for families. Uh, we were just going over how we don't eat out a lot here I in San know. Diego, so we don't have a lot of recommendations. But I will give you one that I can think of right off the bat, and that is that they've uh, they, there's a restaurant that's right on the harbor, um, right in between where the um, the Star of India, the San Diego Maritime Museum is, and where the USS Midway Museum mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's called, it's the Brigantine. It's a version of the Brigantine. It's a chain mm-hmm. restaurant, but they have one that's right on the water there. Um, that is a great spot right on the water. They have, they have pretty good food there. Right. It's a great spot right on the water. If you hit it up at the right time and the right time of year, and we know that the Disney Wonder is coming to San Diego for many more uh, stops this right. year. Um, you'll be you you'll be right next to the Disney Wonder, so you can eat outside, right. see the Disney Wonder there. Um, and then you, like I said, during the day, you can take in the Maritime Museum, you can take in the USS Midway Museum. Right. Um, it's just a great place to walk. Um, so I would I would definitely recommend that as a good space. Yeah, and even if you're there without the the Wonder, it's just so mm-hmm. such a great location. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. I would also recommend going to Coronado. Coronado Island is mm-hmm. it's really a peninsula, but they call it an island. It is a great space for a lot of little restaurants and cafes and shops and such. And if you go over and um, visit uh, the Coronado Hotel, you may remind you of something you've seen at Walt Disney World right. because the Grand Floridian was taken right off of the Coronado Hotel there. Yeah, yeah, they look identical. And it's just that that whole area has a lot of neat um shops and different types of restaurants that are not necessarily chain restaurants so yeah so uh check all those out um and uh, i'll see if i can come up with some more answers for you as we get closer to your trip by the way so thank you very much ryan so uh, next question for you michelle okay next one for me came actually from frank dillo from dillo's diz uh on twitter he's at frank m cardillo uh, and at Dillo's Diz, both of those uh, on Twitter. He said, uh, three best tips, or he asked, I should say, three best tips for a first-time Disney cruiser, hashtag four months away. Yeah, that is so exciting. That is very exciting. So happy to hear that you're going to get to experience a Disney cruise. Um, that'll be fabulous for sure. Um, and I wish we could be there because love to see it through your eyes. Love to see somebody experiencing that for the first time. Um, and obviously there's a lot of, you know, t- tips that people could give, you know, the things that are more prominently known, like adding the app or researching what's on the ship. But, um, just giving three top ones that I would say is, um, get the kids involved in creating your 
door decorations before you leave. Um, I mean, and that's assuming it's not a surprise for them. Um, but it really helps get them geared up and get involved and, you know, then on the ship have the fun of, of decorating. And you could actually have uh, different decorations per day, you know, on the door. It doesn't have to stay the same the whole time. Magnets. Or, or always could, yeah, magnets, magnets, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... For yourself personally, with your wife, is is to plan a date time. Um, obviously, our best recommendation would be for Palo's brunch, but that can be hard to secure, um, especially for a first time cruiser who, by the time you get to put in your pre cruise reservations, it might be a little hard. Um, but if you can't get to a dine, you know, because you don't want to miss the dining rotation. So if you can't secure that brunch, then maybe try something else that could be fun, which is like a drink tasting. Um, and again, pre-cruise reservations might be a little tougher to get. But once you're on board, uh, usually people's plans change and you can get onto one that way. Um, and the third one, and this is kind of, you know, cheesy, but um, it's just also to save time from saying everything on it is on our website. We do have a helpful packing list that you could use, um, but it, you know, hopefully you would find it useful that it, it could contain some things that um, you might not think about for a Disney cruise. Yeah, it is a good packing list Michelle put together yeah. and it is on our website. So Thank you. Check it out. So those are my three tips. Do you have three? Um, I don't know if I have three, but I do have some tips definitely involved with that. Uh, first thing is uh, when you go on a Disney cruise, you're going to see a lot of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. um, do a lot of it, but don't feel like you need to do everything, right. you know, um, except for see the shows. Um, mm -hmm. Go see the stage shows mm -hmm. that, that it, it, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to see the magician or the ventriloquist. Although right. a lot of times those are those guys are good, right. um, but definitely go see the stage shows, right. whatever they may be on board your cruise because they, they are... They are what makes set you know entertainment sets Disney apart, right. and they that is what sets Disney Cruise Line apart right. from uh, a lot of other things that uh, a lot of the cruise lines. Um, I agree with you on trying to get Palo Brunch. Mm -hmm. If you can't book it ahead of time, it's tough to get sometimes. Um, hit them up again over and over again uh, while you're on your right. cruise and see if something comes available for you because it's worth it if you can get it. Yeah, it's tough. You don't want to miss your dining rotation. Mm -hmm. But uh, Palo Dinner is not bad, too. Right. You, know, you may yeah. want to think about it for an adult date night if, right. you, if you so desire to do that. Uh, I agree with you. Just in one way, shape, or form, um, have some adult time on right. a Disney cruise. Let the kids go to uh, the... The, the Oceaneer Lab or right. the Oceaneer Club and enjoy themselves and take some time at the Quiet Cove Cafe, right. at the Quiet Cove Pool, Definitely. at Serenity Bay on Castaway Key. Um, take take that and use it and, and have some good quality adult time right. uh, while you're on that cruise as well. Of course, it's all about family, but you know, a good couple hours right. to go sit and just having a quiet time by the pool is always enjoyable as, as well. Yeah, and good. you know, this isn't going to be a fun thing, but I just, I need to put this out as someone who themselves uh, suffers from motion sickness. Like, you know, I can't do certain attractions mm -hmm. because I suffer from motion sickness or I don't enjoy them as much as others because of that. And so that could be coming into play with Disney cruise. Um, but I rarely have problems with a cruise mm -hmm. because I've kind of figured it out. First thing, you know, ask your doctor about it right. because they're going to give you the best possible response to it. But I'll tell you what I do, and that is I take what's called meclizine, which is basically bonine, um, and I take that throughout the cruise 
usually once in the morning, once in the evenings before I go to dinner, just to make sure it's all good. I don't want to go to dinner and suddenly get seasick. Right. Um, and I start it uh, a good couple of days before. So it's in the system right. before you get on your ship, because the last thing you want to do is wait until you start feeling it right. and then put it because it, it, it just won't help you for a while after right. that. So get it into your system for a few days. It also lets your system adjust to it a little bit because it can, you know, sometimes they can make you a little drowsy or whatever. So if your system is adjusted to it, you're better off. And that's a good way to for me, that's what works for me personally. Right. Now, like I said, yeah. everybody's different. Um, their level's different. Some people, even who, who deal with motion sickness, will get on the ship and not even notice the movement. Right. You know, So um, it's, it's, it's just what's up to your personal preference. Right, exactly. So, good good so tips. Babe. Those would be my tips. So. All right, I like it. So I'll get to my next one, okay. which actually is uh, it's a sports one, which I like. Yeah. I'm a sports fan. This one's from Doug, who hit us up on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. And he said, thoughts on Padres' playoff chances after a re- acquiring Shamanaya from the be- my beloved Oakland Athletics. <laughs> it only makes sense with uh, Melvin there as the head coach, manager. Uh, wishing you all the best. Uh, Bob Melvin, who used to be the A's manager, mm-hmm. is now the manager of the Padres. And they just, right before the season started, uh, acquired this pitcher from the Oakland A's, who pitched really well the other night. He struck out seven, didn't allow a hit wow. in seven yep. innings. Yeah, it was a great pitch. Great start. So um, here's what I think on the Padres' playoff chances this year. Um, I think that their pitching staff, top to bottom, stacks up with virtually anybody in baseball right now. I don't think that they have as high a top end as some pitching rotations do, like they're one, two guys, but they're like four or five guys are better than most pitching staffs right. that are out there. And they have some depth even in the minor leagues. I'm Mike Clevenger, who, you know, is this great pitcher who's just still recovering from surgery is getting set to come back this year. He's not even pitching yet on this team. Mm-hmm. If you add him to the rotation, going to be even better. Um, they may suffer a little bit right now in the lineup um, as far as their offense. You know, Fernando Tatis Jr. out for two, three months here still um, recovering from uh, some wrist surgery. So he won't be back till June or July. And who knows, um, you know, how long it'll take him to get back once he does right. get up uh, healthy enough to play that hurts um so it's it, it, there's a lot in in play here i think that they're going to be a good team i think that they're a borderline playoff team especially with the expanded playoffs they have this year now starting after the labor agreement so that's good i don't think they completely compete with the dodgers i still think the dodgers right. are the, uh, the premier team in the national league mm-hmm. west maybe in the national league completely um, but they're going to be good and they're exciting and they're going to be fun. And I'm excited to watch the Padres this year. Yeah, I totally agree. I would have said the same thing. I know you would have. <laughs> I do love baseball, but I'm not as knowledgeable as Tom. And so I w- was happy to be able to defer to him for the, the responses here. So good job, honey. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, excited for what's to come. I'm sorry about your Oakland athletics. I know that they're um, peeling off a lot of players. I hope they, you know, can they, they've done it in the past where they've let players go and they've, you know, got some prospects in and turned them around and been able to make things happen. Oakland's been famous for that. Right. So I hope your A's do that for you this year. Uh, thank you again for the email, 
Doug. Uh, excuse me, from the Hyperion Adventures Facebook group, Doug. Uh, moving on, we have one final question. Actually, it's a slew of questions <laughs> from Tony, the Disney Daddy. He hit us up with an email. And first of all, he said, congrats on 200 regular episodes. What an achievement. Thank you. He said, thanks for making great content each and every week that my whole family can enjoy. You're very welcome, Tony. And thank you for the congratulations. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're such a numero uno in our book. And so we really appreciate the encouragement. So, Michelle, why don't we start off with the first few questions that he asked us here. <laughs> he said it's a top five list. Yeah. You know what that means in the Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast world. Uh, what you got there, Michelle? Okay. So his first question is, what are your top items on your Disney bucket list? So it's not necessarily top five on our Disney, but he gave us five questions. Sorry if I confused everybody there. <laughs> Um, but anyways, question number one, what are the top items on your Disney bucket list? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and go first? All right. Um, I just, I put two of them. Um, and one of them we're actually going to hopefully get to do this year. Uh, the first one is have a stay at the cabin at one of the cabins of Copper Creek. Those things look amazing. I love to do that this year. No, the next one is like, wow, I didn't know we had the points for that, but okay. (laughs) No, it's the next one. Um, that if we can secure it is to have dinner at Enchante on the Disney wish, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Disney's newest cruise ship that's launching this summer. And, uh, we have fall reservations. So hopefully we'll be able to, uh, get a reservation to have dinner there. Hopefully we have enough Disney reward visa points to pay for that <laughs> right? dinner there exactly. like we did for Remy. So, exactly. Yeah, so what are what is your top or item or items for your Disney bucket list? Well, first of all, it's to get uh, to all the Asian parks. Mm-hmm. I want to go see the Asian parks at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we're going to do it or <laughs> when, when it's going to happen and, you know, how many trips it will take for us right. to, to get to see them. But um, definitely want to, I want to get to all the Disney parks at some point yeah. in our lifetime. Sure. I, I want to see them all and, uh, you know, see this, what's, what's, what's the same, what's different, uh, experience the culture around right. it and you just enjoy them all. Uh, I'd love to do the ad- adventures by Disney Galapagos or mm. the Antarctica, right. um, sailings yes. you know, trips that they have. You know, I think those would be fascinating True. to check out or maybe one of the safaris. Cause I know adventures by Disney does the safaris oh, too yeah. or in Africa. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, you know, that would be amazing. Uh, those may, may be more pie in the sky than some of the other ones, but, um, uh, those would be big. Um, yeah. I, I think that's it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could add. There's right. a lot of stuff, you know, that I'd really love to do. Um, you know, some of the, you know, even though it's not necessarily Disney, you know, like the Jedi master, um, package at uh, Star Wars Celebration, right, you know, right, something yeah. like that, where you're just, you know, walking into all right. the panels that you want to see and sure. all this stuff and uh, something like that would be fun too. So yeah. a lot of stuff. Cool. So uh, let's get to the next question. Okay. Question number two is if you had one ride for 12 hours straight, what ride would it be and why? He said, you can each pick one from Disney World and Disneyland. All right. Um, I'll start. Yep. Um, I think the only thing I could do for 12 hours straight would be to kick it in the people mover. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could relax in the people mover because, you know, one, it's just relaxing ride, but there's so many different views and it constantly, you know, because I mentioned earlier, I love people watching. Right. It would constantly be changing and watching the people as you're, you're going around it. Um, it, it wouldn't be strenuous. It wouldn't be like a, you know, a thrill ride. So it wouldn't right. be, uh, that, that, I think that's one of the few I think I could do for 12 hours straight. What about you? True. Um, I actually have one that is at both 
Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So I figured that would probably be the easiest one to, to pick. And that would be uh, Midway Mania. Um, similar to you, I mean, I could do that over and over. And not My miss- arm would get so tired. <laughs> That's true. I, you know, but at least it's like not getting motion sickness or whatever. Um, and I could really practice to become an expert. Yeah. So. I guess the other one that we could do with at least once it opens up at Walt Disney World again is uh, the Walt Disney Railroad. I mm-hmm. could do that I for 12 about that hours yeah. as well. Um, right. But it has to be something simple that the things will change at least a little bit if right. you're going to be on it for 12 hours, you know, and right. you get different views. And yeah. It's, you know, again, it's not jarring to me. I, I already mentioned I'm, I suffer from motion sickness. If I always do something that has too much motion in it right. over for 12 hours, it might be a big problem. True. So, Could do know. the monorail back and forth from ticket transportation to Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that loop. Yeah. So. So great, great question. I mean, I guess I could take the boats, you know, to, to and from the transportation. I like being out in the boats yeah, on the lakes. Right, you know, that, that's right. always fun, too. That's true. So, so very good. All right. And you have another one. I have. Yeah, another one. Uh, number three is what attraction would you love to see made into a movie or series that hasn't already been made? into? Hmm. It? What are your thoughts on that one? Um, the Matterhorn. Oh, the Matterhorn. Oh, that's a good one. Because I thought that could go kind of in so many different directions, whether it's trying to, you know, be uh, on a little bit more of a serious or documentary style kind of thing of, you know, where the Matterhorns are actually located, or if it wanted to just be something, you know, kind of funny or cheesy about the actual Matterhorn and the Yeti and stuff like that. Or that's it's cool. not Yeti, it's um, the abdominal. Abom- abdominal. Yeah. Abominable snowman. Yes, I'm not adorable snowman. <laughs> no, the abominable snowman. Right, I right. Can, I can say it. Can <laughs> yes. So. What about you? Uh, I've been thinking about this, and I think that, and I've actually brought this up a long time ago as something that I thought would be an interesting um, choice, and that would be something, maybe a series based on the Carousel of Progress, Ooh. and it could be something kind of like um, Quantum Leap ish. You know, slash Back to the Future. You know, where they're constantly. You know, the whole family, right. you know, the progress family are going through time and they're constantly adapting to how things have changed when they, interesting. they interest, you know, these times. And then, the, but there's some sort of thing that they have to solve there. Right. And then they flash to another time or whatever, you know, wow. and kind of, you know, the way you kind of go through, you know, everything changing within the carousel of progress. Right. You can kind of do that with the progress family. That's some sort interesting. Of so, yeah. I oh, love that. Love your answer, honey. So, thanks. Yeah. No. All right. I think you have the yes. the other two, uh, the other few questions the here. Other two plus one <laughs> because it is Hyperion Adventures podcast from Tony. Yes, his fourth was what movie slash series would you love to see made into an attraction? Michelle, do you have an answer for that one? I do. Um, I would. You know, and I'm making it sound like it was the first thing that came to my mind, but I really struggled over this. But to limit it to one, I picked The Mandalorian. Mm. You know, I think that would kind of be a fun attraction to to have different types of experiences through and see different characters because there's just so many uh, rich characters that came out of that series. Nice. Nice. I love that. Ooh, love thanks. That. What about you? For me, it's all about Encanto right now. Mm-hmm. I think we need Encanto in the parks. I would love to see, you know, we've been talking about it for a while that maybe there needs to be another pavilion within World Showcase. And I've mentioned before in the past that, you know, there's not really a lot of South American presence Right there, uh, virtually every other country is is has some sort of North presence of the equator. <laughs> within, um, you know, even Africa. 
right. in there with mm-hmm. Morocco. True. Yeah. You know, um, and there's just not really much. And I've, I always thought it was going to be Brazil, you know, mm-hmm. and Rio mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Right. But now with the success of Encanto and how it's become, they're saying it's going to be a franchise. Right. Maybe you have Colombia there, right? You know, in yeah. a land, and open that up, and then you can have some sort of like the, you know, the La Casita, the right? Madre, you know, walking or you know, doing a dark ride through the Madrigal House. You yeah, know, how fun yeah. that would be. True. So I'm sold on that right now. That's that, a great that, idea. I, I think we need to South. I've been sold for a while that we need South America within World Showcase, and now I've shifted from Brazil to Colombia, right? Because of the fact that Encanto has done so well. Excellent, excellent yes. answer. So his fifth question is, which land is your favorite and why in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and Disneyland? Michelle, do you have an answer for Um, that one? I do. So I would say at Disneyland, it would be actually Galaxy's Edge, which Mm -hmm. is in Disneyland, you know, in the Magic Kingdom here at Disneyland. So um, I love the atmosphere and the food, obviously. Um, And then... The greatest part, too, is when you walk out, you're still at Disneyland. So that's a, a pretty win-win-win all the way around. Um, and at Walt Disney World, my favorite land at Magic Kingdom would be Adventureland. You know, I think it has the nostalgic attractions and definitely one of our favorite restaurants there. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be mine. What about for you? Uh, for me, uh, so at Disneyland, I agree with you on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Love it. But I'm, I discounted it because you can also find it at Disney's Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. at um, Walt Disney World. True. So I, I took it out of the equation. I went with something that's only at Disneyland, and that is New Orleans Square mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Disneyland because right. I think the theming there is spot on. Right. It's, it's beautiful. It's it's really great. Plus, you have two of the best classic Disney attractions right there right. within it yes. in Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Right. Um, I love that little area of the park. I think it's fascinating. They leave uh, the decorations up through the holidays into Mardi Gras. It looks spectacular. Yes. Um, I love that spot personally. That's a good one. At... Um, over at Magic Kingdom, probably my favorite spot is Frontierland mm-hmm. there. It's got the country bears in it, which we don't have at Disneyland anymore. Right. So I kind of like getting to go see that more. Still, has, it has Big Thunder right, as right. well mm-hmm. there. Like we enjoy Big Thunder a lot. Um, I almost want to do Liberty Square, except for that it just needs a little more to me. It's got the Hun Mansion, right. which I love, you know, but, and I just love hanging out in Liberty Square. Right. But it just needs, you know, the Hall of Presidents, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, but it just needs something more. If you know, if the Muppets were to come back and do their show there right. again, I, I might have said Liberty Square. But yeah. um, for now, I'm going to go with. Uh, with Frontierland. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. I had I had struggled with Disneyland because I actually wanted to say Tomorrowland. Mm. Um, you know, I think it has, you know, that's where uh, Star Tours is. Their Autopia is really great. Much better than Much, the yeah. uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. Right, right. In, uh, it's longer and more Kingdom. interesting turns and things like that. Um, you know, it has the submarines right, there. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... That kind of, it was, it was, that's like, if I were to do an A and B, that's what Got I would it. have picked. I see so. it. I mean, they still need just like, I mean, I don't think it needs it as badly as Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland, but they right. both still need some refurbishments and right. updates, but you know, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Finally, his final question is, 
Why are Michelle's lists the best lists? I've already explained it. She's awesome. All things great in the world. She's just the best. So she has the best of everything. Oh, you're just so sweet. Uh, my answer to that is they're not really the yeah, best. Um, yeah, totally. But, but I, I will say that. She's also the most humble. No, I, I do always try to give my very best. Um, and I like to be thoughtful of, you know, what I think, you know, the listeners would would really want and you know definitely to pour my my passion into the episode so and you do for sure that's why you you. do the best research too and (laughs) that's why you have the best list and that's why you definitely have the best tips you're sweet thank you and she's also the most humble um but uh uh, thank you tony yeah Uh, he went on to say congrats again and here's to 2,000 more episodes thank you tony so sweet love the the uh you know, the wonderful feedback and the encouragement yeah. for us. And so that's it for our, our questions and answers, our Ask Us Anything episode. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of questions, yeah. a lot of great questions. Um, we've run really long on it, but uh, that's yeah. because your questions were so darn good. Exactly. And we really appreciate everybody's participation in it. So. And even though this was the, the Ask Us Anything episode, if you ever have questions mm-hmm. for us, we are always happy to answer them. Right. Hit us up on social media. Hit us up through the Gmail account. We are happy to take your questions any time of year. Yes, we love interacting with you. Yes. So thank you again. Thanks, everybody. So much fun. So many wonderful, tough questions. But really, uh, really inventive questions. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's like, like I said at the beginning. It was just really creative and made us think and, you know, fun, fun questions. Fun, so. fun questions. Fun, fun time for our 200th episode. But yeah. uh, we went really long answering those questions. So let's go ahead and quickly run through our Disney stories of the week. And I'm going to start with, we now know officially when a highly anticipated Epcot attraction will be opening. And there's more great news about it if you're a Walt Disney World annual pass holder a DVC member, or even possibly a D23 mm-hmm. Gold member. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, well, plant me in the ground and call me Groot because <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is set to officially debut on May 27th at Epcot. Yay! Yay. We went ahead, I, that day I went ahead and made us a park reservation for May 27th, <laughs> nice. just in case. Hoping to get there a little earlier, though. Yeah. We'll talk about that here, because better yet, there are chances to get a preview of this exciting family-friendly coaster for Walt Disney World annual pass holders and DVC members. We haven't received the dates for those yet, but we have received an email telling us to keep an eye on our inboxes for yeah. another email <laughs> so you can register soon. So that is coming soon for if you are a DVC member mm-hmm. or if you you are a Walt Disney World annual pass holder. Your chance is coming to ta- get a preview yeah. of that attraction. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's thrilling that it's coming finally. It's, you know, seems like a long time, um, but to have that opportunity will be great. Yeah. It looks really cool. So one thing we do have a date for though, involving an early opportunity to check out Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is something special for D23 Gold members. Mm-hmm. This from D23.com. They say, take off on an intergalactic chase through space and time as D23, the official Disney fan club, invites you to be among the first 
first to experience the all-new attraction, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Not only will D23 Gold members be able to experience the attraction before opening day, but this event includes even more magic so you can make the most of the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration. Now, there's a lot of things involved in this, and actually the price isn't that bad. A lot of times when they do one of these, it's like, okay, yeah, but it's 250 bucks per guest. It's not Uh, that for this. You may be interested in this if you're a D23 Gold member. They say, first off, you'll check in at the main entrance where you'll receive your complimentary after 4 p.m. park admission and a commemorative credential. You'll have some free time to stroll around and sample the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival with a $20 dining card. Mm -hmm. After the sun has set, We'll gather around World Showcase Lagoon for a reserved viewing of the nighttime spectacular Harmonious. Then as the park closes, the excitement, uh, exciting moment arrives as we invite you to make your way to the new World Discovery neighborhood where you'll embark on an all-new journey in the wonders of Xandar Pavilion. And yes, Ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. That's, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's a lot for that. Right. Uh, the price is actually just $35 per guest plus a $5 processing fee. Uh, you can only do two guests for this one because mm-hmm. of the fact that they expect it to be, you know, a lot of people are going to want to do this, especially right. for that price. I mean, you're getting parking. You're getting park admission late in the day. You're getting a $20 gift card, yeah. which takes up a portion of that. You're going to get a reserved viewing area for a Harmonious, right. and you're going to get to ride this attraction early. I think that's a, actually a steal right. for $40. Yes. You know, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I, that is amazing that it's it's only that, and um, and there's just something fun too to experience an attraction after the park is closed, which you know you can do. You've been able to do that in the past, like with the um, the Frozen Ever After, you know where you have the dessert party and things like that. It's just, it's just a fun thing it to do. It is fun. And then you kind of, you know, when we did that, right. we did the, we had the great seating for, um, what was it? Epcot forever, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after it's, after you, 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 you sit there and you have some food and some drinks and right. you watch the show and then they escort you over there and then you walk out of the park afterwards and there's like no one in the park. Right. It's, it's great. So special. So fun. So definitely. Yeah. Um, that's, that's something I'm thinking about us doing. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next story. There's a new Walt Disney World hotel deal that might be of interest to you if you're also a fan of Disney's streaming service. Again, we go to the Disney Parks blog. They say, for the first time, Disney Plus subscribers can save on stays at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels most nights from July 8th through September 30th, 2022. The discounts are up to 25% savings for stays at select Disney Deluxe and Deluxe Villa Resorts, uh, lower savings for lower resorts, Mm -hmm. but... That's a great deal if you are a Disney Plus subscriber. Right, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, especially towards the end of that time uh, when when it's a little less crowded in August, uh, especially, it's a great, great thing to experience. Yeah, you might want to look into that and see mm-hmm. if that deal works for you. Uh, for more information on including how to make sure your Disney Plus subscription is linked to your My Disney Experience account, which you'll need in order to book it, uh, just go to DisneyWorld.com slash Disney Plus, but that's a great deal. Uh, you know, yeah. Again, it's 25%. That's if you're going for the high-end right. place. There are other resorts, the moderates or whatever, right. that you're going to get maybe 15%. Don't quote me on that, but something right. like that off of it. But still, 
uh, hotel deal is a hotel deal. Yeah, exactly. Finally, if you love the movie Encanto like we do and you have a trip planned for the Disneyland Resort, we have some good news for you. Again, one more time to the Disney Parks blog. They said, soon you can gather with your family and friends this spring at Disneyland Park to celebrate the joy and wonder of Disney Animation's newest classic, Encanto. <laughs> for a limited time, beginning tomorrow, actually, April 11th, the iconic facade of It's a Small World becomes... Enchanted several enchanted. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> several times each evening with a brief visual montage that pays tribute to the movie's hit song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. No, 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 no. <laughs> this musical delight comes to life through projection and lighting effects and an artistic style inspired by the lyrics with select moments that feature characters from the film. Like the Madrigal's family casita, tiles across the It's a Small World facade flip, turn, and rearrange themselves as one scene transitions to the next, culminating in a celebratory chorus and a nod to Bruno's mysterious prophecy <laughs> about Mirabella. I love that. Yeah, that'll be so cool to see. Their projection shows are always so yes, good. Yes, they so are. That's going to be excellent as mm-hmm. well. Also, uh, you'll be able to meet Mirabelle at the uh, Frontierland Zocalo Park there. She'll be there as well. And uh, coming on April 22nd, we already heard about mm-hmm. this, but just to refresh your memory, the Main Street Electrical Parade has some new mm-hmm. floats added right. to it, including one that is um, all dedicated to uh, Encanto. Encanto. So mm-hmm. uh, great Encanto stuff coming yes, to Disneyland very, very, very soon. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's good stuff. Glad to see uh, Encanto getting more and more yeah. into the parks. And quickly. And quickly. Yeah. As it should, because right. it's, it's been extremely popular. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because, well, you already know. <laughs> She's great at everything, <laughs> but she definitely has the very best tips. Here is Michelle's <laughs> tip of the week. Oh, man, you're funny. Okay, so I'm going to try to make this quick because we had a very long uh, episode. But this is uh, in relationship to if you want to make Disney reservations farther out in advance than what's online. And I think right now they're doing it about a year in advance online. Um, anyways, if, if you're looking for something that's further out, let's say you're planning a special family get together or a celebration of some achievement and, and you want to start looking at some things right now or securing something in particular right now, um, you can call guest relations and we'll put the phone number in the uh, show notes but up to 499 days in advance of your uh, arrival date, you can make a room-only reservation through guest relations. And that way you can at least secure the, re- the resort that you're interested in. Um, and then later on, once the package, if you're really interested in a package, once those rates come into play and are available online, then you can convert that room-only reservation to a package um, so you can include theme park tickets. So, you know, you don't have to feel like just because it's not available online that, that you have to wait, you know, to that one year or whatever their exact date is. Um, you can do some further out through calling guest relations. And I can, the the phone number is 407-939-1289. And as I mentioned, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, just to make sure you have it there for you easily. Yeah. So you can find it. So. But so, an, another way that you can at least secure something and then, um, you know, make some changes later on to add the packages. Very nice. Great tip. Michelle's tip. Always the best tip. (laughs) Yeah. Especially good because it actually kind of leads into my tip as well. And that's because 
Look, we just talked about that there's a special room discount package mm-hmm. if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could come into play for you. But, however, let's just say, because you may be making your hotel reservations in advance, right. well in advance, maybe you've already made your, your hotel selection right. and your reservation. And, you know, I, hey, how can I take advantage of this discount or I missed out on mm-hmm. this discount? Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, you can possibly change your hotel right. reservation to include this discount. And it's actually not that difficult to do as long as you have your your deal um, of course, obviously staying in a Disney resort right. and it's attached to your My Disney Experience account, which mm-hmm. it should be. Uh, just go to the My Disney Experience app and then check the My Plans portion mm-hmm. of it. Um, you'll find your resort, stay there, and there should be a link there that says hey, change. Right. You know where you want to change something within that. It'll lead you to, if you hit click that change link, it'll lead you to other options for your resort, for your rooms that are right. available for you. If the discount you're looking for is available for you for the room that you like, right. For the resort that you like, you can look at it, see if it's better, click on it, boom, changed. That new rate is what your rate will be going on forward. However, uh, some of these discounts, they apply to different resorts, sometimes different rooms too. So keep that in mind. You may want to go in there and check on it, have an idea of what your original rate was, look at it, see if it's better. Maybe you know you want to you like a particular room. Maybe you like a particular resort. You don't mind paying a little bit more for it, and you might want to stay with it. If you don't mind switching around a little bit, then you know go ahead and do that. Right. Find what's best for you, and you can change your selections right. up until not that far ahead of your actual exactly. trip if you need to. So yeah. take advantage of it when these discounts drop, because this isn't the only discount that's going to drop. Depending on how far you know you're out there, they right. drop these things fairly regularly. Right, they, right. They come up. Exactly. So that's it for this week. Next week, well, it's going to be Easter when we're recording. Yes. So we hope you're having a good, happy Easter week. Uh, What a better way to celebrate that day than with Easter eggs. (laughs) I'm not talking about the hard-boiled and decorated kind, although, you know, we kind of like those too. Now we're talking about the various Disney Easter eggs that can be found in the movies. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. So we're going to go through and you know, pick out some fun Easter eggs in right. various Disney movies that maybe you've seen, maybe you have, and you want to go back and watch right. it and check them out. Exactly. So, so that'll be a lot of fun next yeah. week. So as for today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Other great ways is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over, join us in the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, it's a great group that we really enjoy um, celebrating everybody's fun. And if you're not on it, please join. If you are, please invite somebody. Yep, just a great space for some good positive Disney energy fun. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever you have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can send us a, drop us a line for anything. Anything, just to say hi, whatever you want. We appreciate being in contact with you in all these different platforms in any way you prefer. For sure. For sure. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.